and lost and wandering dwarfs wriggled between the mirror flats like frantic dark beetles and vanished. Quick! Ralph squeezed Amy along a dark passage behind the mirrors. She felt him patter all the way back through the tunnel to a thin partition with a peak hole. <laughs> this is rich, he chuckled. Go on, look. Amy hesitated, then put her face to the partition. You see him? Ralph whispered. Amy felt her heart beating. A full minute passed. There stood the dwarf in the middle of the small blue room. His eyes were shut. He wasn't ready to open them yet. Now. Now he opened his eyelids and looked at a large mirror set before him. And what he saw in the mirror made him smile. He winked. He pirouetted. And stood sideways. He waved. He bowed. Did a little clumsy dance. And the mirror repeated each motion with long thin arms, with a tall, tall body, with a huge wink and an enormous repetition of the dance, ending in a gigantic bow. Every night, same thing, whispered Ralph in Amy's ear. Ain't that rich? Amy turned her head and looked at Ralph steadily out of her motionless face for a long time, and she said nothing. Then, as if she could not help herself, she moved her head slowly and very slowly back to stare once more through the opening. She held her breath. She felt her eyes begin to water. Ralph nudged her, whispering, Hey, what's the little gink doing now? They were drinking coffee and not looking at each other in the ticket booth half an hour later when the dwarf came out of the mirrors took his hat off and started to approach the booth when he saw Amy and hurried away. "'You wanted something,' said Amy. "'Yeah,' Ralph squashed out his cigarette idly. "'I know what, too, but he hadn't got the nerve to ask. One night in his squeaky little voice he says, "'I bet those mirrors are expensive.' "'Well, I played dumb,' I said. "'Yeah, they were.' He sort of looked at me, waiting. "'And when I didn't say any more,' He went home, but next night he said, I bet those mirrors cost fifty, hundred bucks. I bet they do, I said. They laid me out a hand of solitaire. Ralph, she said. He glanced up. Why you look at me that way? Ralph, she said. Why don't you sell him one of your extra ones? Look, Amy, do I tell you how to run your hoop circus? How much those mirrors cost? I uh, can get him second-hand for thirty-five bucks. Why don't you tell him where he can buy one, then? Amy, you're not smart. He laid his hand on her knee. She moved her knee away. Even if I told him where to go, you think he'd buy one? Not on your life. Why? He's self-conscious. Why, if he even knew, I knew, he was flirting around in front of that mirror in Screwy Louie's room. He'd never come back. He plays like he's going through the maze to get lost, like everybody else. Tends he don't care about that special room. Always waits for business to turn bad late nights, so he has that room to himself. What he does for entertainment on nights when business, good God knows. No, sir, he wouldn't dare go by a mirror anywhere. He ain't got no friends. Even if he did, he couldn't ask him to buy him a thing like that. Pride, by God, pride. Only reason he even mentioned it to me is I'm practically the only guy he knows. Besides, look at him. 
He ain't got enough to buy a mirror like those. He might be saving up, but where in the hell in the world today can a dwarf work? Dime a dozen. Drug on the market. Outside of circuses. I feel awful. I feel sad. Amy sat staring at the empty boardwalk. Where does he live? Fly trap down on the waterfront. Ganges aren't. Why? I'm madly in love with him, if you must know. Ralph grinned around his cigar. Amy, he said, you and your very funny jokes. A warm night, a hot morning and a blazing noon. The sea was a sheet of burning tinsel and glass. Amy came walking in the locked-up carnival alleys out over the warm sea, keeping in the shade half a dozen sun-bleached magazines under her arm. She opened a flaking door and called into the hot darkness.